0: Good morning. Protests have broken out across Russia after President Vladimir Putin called up 300,000 extra troops to reverse setbacks in his war on Ukraine. In a national address, Putin threatened nuclear retaliation to defend what he claims is Russian territory, warning this is not a bluff. The move follows the Kremlin's recent humiliating retreat from the northern Kharkiv region. Our Department of Foreign Affairs says this new threat is an irresponsible escalation escalation. Let's go live now to David Woywood in London. Good morning, David. World leaders have condemned Putin's threats
1: they have, Jody. Uh, The Russian President, Vladimir Putin, has once again faced an international chorus of condemnation over his war in Ukraine, this time at the United Nations General Assembly. Uh, But the Russian President is also uh, facing his own wave of unrest back at home. These images here of these protests that have been breaking out around the country. More than 100 people were arrested in parts of Moscow in the past six hours or so. Demonstrators holding those no-to-mobilisation Posters. Uh, they were dragged away by armed police. These armed police, of course, there to stamp out any form of civil unrest or civil uprising. Look, others, though, have been snapping up airfares and plane tickets out of the country, fearful that perhaps the borders to Russia could slam shut at a moment's notice and also fearful that they could be drafted into a wider military effort here by the Russian uh, army. 300,000 reservists have already been called up by Vladimir Putin in, in a war that was today once again the focus of the US President Joe Biden as he addressed the United Nations General Assembly in New York.
2: This war is about extinguishing Ukraine's right to exist as a state, plain and simple, and Ukraine's right to exist as a people. Whoever you are, wherever you live, whatever you believe, that should not — that should make your blood run cold. And those comments
1: from the US President Joe Biden as Russia's bombardment of Ukraine, look, it just continues. Uh, These images in from Kharkiv, that northern region of Ukraine, it has come under fresh artillery fire. This building totally obliterated, hundreds more now displaced in a war that is now racing into its eighth month. Jody.
0: OK, David Woodward, thank you. In breaking news, Donald Trump and three of his adult children are being sued for business fraud. New York's Attorney-General is seeking penalties, including a permanent ban on the four Trumps running
2: companies in the state. The complaint demonstrates that Donald Trump falsely inflated his net worth by billions of dollars to unjustly enrich himself and to cheat the system thereby cheating all of us.
0: The $350 million lawsuit follows a three-year investigation into the Trump organisation. More breaking news now. The US Federal Reserve has ordered another super-sized interest rate hike as it tries to slow runaway inflation. America's central bank raised its benchmark interest rate by 0.75 percentage points. It matches hikes in June and July, which so far have done little to curb rapid price rises. Today's decision will have flow-on effects for the Australian economy. Australians will today commemorate the death of Queen Elizabeth II on a one-off public holiday. Political reporter Taylor Aiken is in Canberra for us this morning. Good morning, Taylor. A memorial service will be held at Parliament House this morning. What can we expect?
2: Jodie, good morning. Well, today will be an opportunity for all Australians to pay their respects to the longest reigning British monarch, Queen Elizabeth II. There will be a national service held here in Canberra with state and territory leaders travelling to the capital to join Prime Minister Anthony Albanese and the Governor-General, who only arrived home from London yesterday. The service in the Great Hall here in Parliament House is invite only, but will be broadcast across the country, starting with a minute silence at 11am. The Queen officially opened Parliament House in 1988 with Prime Minister Anthony Albanese saying the day of mourning would be a chance for all Australians to reflect on the Queen's long reign and dedication to service. Parliament will also resume tomorrow with a day of condolence motions both in the House and in the Senate. Jodie? Okay,
0: Taylor Aiken in Canberra, thank you. A bombshell report about the alleged mistreatment of Indigenous horse hawth- form players and their partners has claimed its first scalp. Former assistant coach Chris Fagan has stood down from his coaching role at Brisbane. Alistair Clarkson's new coaching job at North Melbourne has been put on hold as the AFL orders an independent review into the shocking accusations.
2: I want to say to the women and the partners and also the players who have shared their stories that our first priority is to you. You've been heard and as a support and a community we will do our best to wrap our arms around you.
0: AFL Commissioner Andrew Newbold has taken a leave of absence to assist with the investigation. Rescue efforts will start up again this morning to save hundreds of whales stranded on a remote beach on Tasmania's west coast. About 230 pilot whales washed ashore at Macquarie Harbour and wildlife experts say half the mammals appear to be alive. It comes exactly two years since the largest mass stranding in Australian history was discovered in the same harbour. From tomorrow, Victorians will no longer need to wear masks on public transport, in taxis or ride shares. The state is the latest and the last to scrap the COVID restriction, but health officials still strongly recommend wearing one to be safe. The rule change comes as footy fans travel to Melbourne for Saturday's AFL Grand Final between Geelong and Sydney. Masks are still mandatory in hospitals and in aged care facilities.